Hi. Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to The Wave. It is the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed. Welcome every, aboard. Yeah, welcome aboard. We're here every Monday with this show. Yep. And every Thursday with our movie show where yep. we randomly select a movie from the bottom of the Netflix stream looking for hidden gems. We are indeed. That's what made us famous. It is. How are you, Adam? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm feeling very purple. Purple? Yeah. Why? You've got a nice tinge I've got of the purple lighting on in the room today. I don't know why. Violet in the room. I turned I the lights like on it. and it was purple when I turned them on. So I was like, good. we'll stick with it. Yeah. I like it. It's, it makes all the oranges really orange, have you noticed? Yes. Yeah. Al, Al Pacino behind you, your <laughs> Scarface poster. He looks like Donald looks, Trump. Yes, he does. He has a deep shade of mahogany <laughs> in this light. Yeah, the the posters behind you, everybody's really orange. <laughs> I wonder if they're opposite. Is it the colour wheel where the colours are opposite? Maybe. Maybe orange and purple yeah, are opposite each other. Somebody will know that. Let us know. Yeah, someone someone at primary school who's doing colours. That's <laughs> too far away from me to remember. Same. Sorry. Have you been, Nick? What have you been up to? Have you got any gossip? I've been pretty good. Have I got any gossip? I don't think I've got too much gossip. I'm a very busy boy. Yeah. Working hard, earning the pennies. Good. That's what we like to hear. Uh, <laughs> And keeping yourself in that lifetime, your big lifestyle you've been become accustomed to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what any sure. of those words were. I'm not sure I'm accustomed them. to it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. So, have I done? Oh, what have I done for fun? Have I done anything for fun? I feel like I have done something. I I tell you what, I I'm not sure about last weekend, but this weekend coming. So, like the days that have just finished. Yes, this comes out on a Monday. <laughs> I, I I need some advice on how to approach something. Okay, so that's interesting. So obviously, a few weeks ago, I hurt my leg, didn't I? You did. Doing the physical activity, that yep. obstacle course thing. But I've got a children's party on Sunday. Right. And I, I'm reliably informed there's going to be a bouncy castle involved. Stay well away. <laughs> I'm like, that seems dangerous. Can I get back on the horse, the bouncy horse? Is it not a bit soon? But possibly, yeah. I mean, you're not a young man anymore. No. And you're coming back from quite a serious leg injury. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know. Even when I was a kid, I never really thought bouncy castles were that good. Did you not? No. No. You, don't you think you, they're a bit shit? Absolute fun void. <laughs> I'm not a fun void. <laughs> don't know, I don't think they're shit. No. Do you not? No. I always thought they were a little you bit shit. They always smelled funny. Bounce. Oh, yeah. Well, the, those, those joins in the middle had always got loads of crumbs and shit. In. Yeah, yeah. Because they've been What's to a million parties. Yeah. Grieve kids take the birthday cake on there with them. I maybe. think they're always more fun than you imagine in your head than they are in actuality. I could live on a bouncy castle. <laughs> I think oh, I no, that's a different live, question. I think I could live on a bouncy castle. I, I, think, I think I'd be happy. You might need to give this one a miss. <laughs> and maybe just save yourself for the next one. One the bench. One bench. Okay. Maybe I can give bouncy out. Bouncy bench. Maybe I can... Uh, you can be the guy who tells you to take your shoes off at the beginning. I, I might police the cheese and pineapple hedgehog or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. If there's one of them. I do love a cheese and pineapple hedgehog. <laughs> Our American listeners will not have a clue what we're talking about. <laughs> so basically, you must probably have an equivalent to this. So you get no, a, they don't. You get like a, you cover something in tinfoil. Isn't it usually like a large potato? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in tinfoil. Yeah, something you can then cover in tinfoil and insert cocktail sticks into, yeah. which have a cube of cheese and, and or pineapple or both on there. Usually both. And they are like the spines of the hedgehog. Yeah. Or so it looks like maybe a, you have a cheese and pineapple porcupine. Yeah, it there. looks like a hedgehog that's rolled in cheese and pineapples. Yeah, I don't really like. Pi- I don't like pineapple. <laughs> you don't like pineapple, do you? No. You could. They do cocktail sausage ones as well. Yeah. So you could have a cocktail sausage hedgehog. You could look after that one. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you like a cocktail sausage. I, I, I like all sausages. I True. So I made some more sausages at the weekend. How did that go? They went down a treat. Lovely. What what? Uh, I went for paprika flavors. and garlic this time. Oh, nice! Well, this nice. weekend I'm going to do a honey garlic one. Lovely! I'm going to try that out. A bit sweeter. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So uh, I'll keep you up to date on the uh, sausage adventure. <laughs> but I, this this week was strange because I had more meat in weight, but I ended up with less sausage. Oh. And I don't know why. Okay. Were they <laughs> were they <gethier>? <laughs> <laughs> That's a choice word to use, isn't it? You've used that word now. Um, maybe, maybe they were girthy. They came in; they were in the same skins from the same right, stuffing okay. tube, though. Maybe they were longer. Maybe, maybe, maybe they had more inches. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they did have more inches. 
Uh, something I did want to ask you. Go on. Because we've not referenced it for probably about a month until yes. and since it briefly popped into our heads and then uh, immediately left. I, I just, I mean, I'm assuming you're you're just biding your time before you tell me that the offers have been rolling in for the rights to Little Streamington, our <laughs> podcast. I must admit, I have not had many inquiries about Village Soap Opera. Um, we haven't had many inquiries no? about it. No. Okay. We did have one interesting email this week, okay. and I'm going to mention it. Um, I think we became officially podcasters this week. Okay. I received an email from a... I don't know if I should name them, because... They want paying, <laughs> or we, they want to pay us. Um, a, a, a gentleman's area shaving device okay. company yes. emailed us. I'm, I'm familiar with I'm like, the one that sponsors many podcasts. I was so happy to get that email because it made me feel validated as a yeah. podcaster. However, they do want listening figures, and I don't. I think they just laugh when I send them back. <laughs> but I can't see it happening. But it was nice to get the email. Ah, we're not selling that then. <laughs> Are we not? <laughs> Are we not going to even look at what the money might be? <laughs> if you want, we can we can have a very quick. Let's look. not let's not um, um, let's not rule it out completely. <laughs> Nick. One day we might need them. Okay. Cool. Um, What's next? Have you got a question for me? Oh, I've got a question. Question of the week. Sure. Nick's question of the week. That's my new jingle. Okay. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's barely ever my question. Yeah, so it's not usually so your question. It's just the question. The question of the week. So it's a would you rather? Okay. I like a would you rather. Would you rather have a tree in your back garden that constantly produces every fruit in the world to the best quality and in the best condition? Okay, that's interesting. Or yeah. a trained dinosaur of your choice to like to ride to work or whatever. <laughs> As like a pet. Or and mode of transport. And mode of transport. Oh, that's a bit like the elephant question. It's impractical to have a trained dinosaur. Depends what sort you get. Does it? Yeah. To get a herbivore. If I had one that was big enough to fit in the house, or small enough to fit in the house, I wouldn't be able to ride it to work. <laughs> so it becomes impractical. If it's trained, you saddle it up. I think I'd go for the tree, you know. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I that feels like a prime money-making opportunity, yeah, doesn't it? it does. And fruit's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And but the worst thing about since, fruit since Brexit, not to get too political, there's never any fucking fruit on the shelves in the supermarket. Very true. And what there is just tastes of water. I mean, I like fruit, but the worst thing about buying fruit is when it's not ripe. There's there's um, always that moment, isn't there? You bite into that bit of fruit. Oh, yeah, it's not a good one. You feel it's like I feel like you get orange. like a, a one hour window where fruit is in the right condition, and if you miss it, you're fucked. I'm going for the tree. <laughs> I think the tree is the sensible and most profitable yeah. answer. However, <laughs> I would love to try and park my dinosaur in the work car park. <laughs> <laughs> what would it do all day, the poor thing? We'll get it a trough. Okay. I mean, it's a dinosaur. It'll do anything it fucking wants to True. do. I suppose that's, when you say that's it's trained... <laughs> <laughs> it's still going to be a fucking dinosaur. So if it wants to go for a walk, it's going it's, to go for a walk. Gonna it's going to cause disruption. No stomp matter what. on everyone else's car. What dinosaur would you have? Stegosaurus. Okay, interesting. Uncomfortable to sit on the back of, I would imagine. <laughs> no, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll make a saddle. Yeah, okay. in between a couple of the plates. <laughs> uh, Is that what they're called? Plates. Yeah, I would have called them spikes. They're not really spikes. No, sorry, that's why they're called plates. I mean, <laughs> no one would mess with me on the back of a stegosaurus. No, they wouldn't. You're right. Or that might increase my commute time. Yeah, they're quite slow and plodding, <laughs> I would imagine. And we again, don't know that, though. Do even we? if it was trained, what's to stop it wandering to the side of the yeah. motorway and eating a tree? Yeah. Yeah, your commute's quite long as well. <laughs> it so can be, gonna, yeah. It's going to take, take you a long time to get home on a Stegosaurus. <laughs> I'll get it liveried if the company <laughs> wants to, like... <laughs> company Stegosaurus? Yeah. Do you get bottom of the stream livery on? Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. I don't know why I keep stumbling over my words today. I don't know what's wrong with me. But fruit, because I, I think there's loads of fruits I've never tried. That yeah, I that's, what I was, I'd like that's to also try. what I was thinking. You could try different fruits and that are always going to be what's perfect. What's the really smelly one that's supposed to taste amazing? The dud, dud, it begins with D. Durian. Dude. Yeah. Durian. Give me one of them on my tree. 
Why would breakfast. You, uh, they're supposed to be really tasty. Yeah, that's me. It stinks. Yeah. I've always wanted to try one. I don't want to smell one, though. Well, I don't. I think it kind of, <laughs> you know, comes with the territory. It's got to be the tree, mate. <laughs> I don't know why I just went all Essex on you. <laughs> it's got to be the tree, hasn't it? Okay. You get the tree and I'll come and visit you on my Stegosaurus. Deal. We'll have one each. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Good question, though. I enjoyed that. Let us know what your answers are in the Discord. Come and join the Discord. It's fun. Right, should we do some Netflix news? No. Okay. Uh, we, we're we're going to switch it around. We'll do the Netflix news after Last. the other news. Okay. Because there's been some interesting other news this week. There has been. And a lot of that surrounds the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's in tatters a little bit, isn't it? I mean, it, it would seem that the handbrake turn seems to be yeah. going on. According to, well, I guess it's the piecing together of a couple of different news stories, which okay. we'll get into. So, obviously, the, the facts, yeah. the Marvels came out last week, yeah. and it is the worst performing yeah. Marvel movie at the box office in terms of a debut it's weekend. Not, it's not gone well for the Marvels, has it? Which, from all accounts, is not necessarily a reflection, a reflection on the movie itself. No. Uh, but, you know, it's not been able to be promoted. Yeah, it, and hasn't been promoted it, at all. Two of the three main characters on it are from Disney Plus TV shows, yeah. which I still don't think we know how many people are getting <laughs> into those. No, it's true. Uh, and, yeah, it does seem to be a bit of a sort of, uh, I guess, a bit of a perfect storm of things that have led to it but there's been obviously since that this week there has been several other bits of news that have come out one of the major bits of news is that deadline have reported that destin daniel cretton is now no longer attached to direct avengers the kang dynasty oh okay uh he is which interestingly though he is still attached to direct the uh, Shang-Chi sequel. Oh, okay. So he's not been fired. He's no. just been moved on. Uh, he directed the first Shang-Chi movie as well. It's a great movie. Um, Probably, possibly the last good yeah, Marvel movie. Quite possibly. But also, uh, Jeff Loveness, who was the scriptwriter on Ant-Man and the Wasp, yep. Quantumania, uh, which was Kang's first movie appearance yep. in the MCU, he has now left the job of writing the Kang dynasty right which not not going well for this kang character is it? which and of course the other elephant (laughs) in the room with kang being that he is played by jonathan majors yeah who's problematic uh whose trial for (laughs) assault and entrapment yeah i think so starts next month yeah and i think a lot of people are putting two and two and two together and postulating that Marvel is about to take a big change in direction. Yeah, maybe we move away from that character. Yeah. And not name our next big Avengers movie after it. <laughs> maybe. Possibly. <laughs> uh, there are some things in the works there. Uh, the, interestingly, those, those two Avengers movies that have been announced, the Kang Dynasty and the Secret Wars, have been shifted back a year. Right. Uh, now to 2026 and 2027, respectively. Uh, which sounds a long way away, but isn't really. No. Uh, <laughs> Gee, uh, it's not, is it? And Cretton is also still working on another Disney Plus MCU series, Wonder Man. So it's not like he's not going to be busy. No. It, it feels like they might have pulled that movie. Yes. <laughs> Without officially pulling that movie. Yes. I feel like an announcement might be coming. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What what interesting? What will the direction change be? I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like superhero fatigue is a real thing yeah. and is happening across the world. But we've now we've still got a slate up to like twenty thirty. They're not yes. going anywhere. They're still going to come. They're still going to fire them at you. Yeah. It's just they're not going to do as well as they were doing well, ten years ago. I think we mentioned last week there will only be one Marvel movie next year because yeah. of the strike. They're still uh, looking to release Deadpool three next year. Yes. And then I think it's. Four? Four the year after? Four in the calendar? For... If you'd have said to me there's only going to be one movie next year, I wouldn't have been surprised. 
So yeah, all all changed potentially. Lots of news to come in the coming weeks and yeah, months I feel like on the some, Marvel universe. I'm sure something's changing. Some changes are afoot in the Marvel universe yeah. by the looks of it. I have watched by just by the by. I have watched none of <laughs> the second series of Loki, which is now been Same. and gone. No, on Disney I Plus. haven't seen any of it either. And I really enjoyed the first season of yeah, Loki. Yeah, me too. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah, it's just Marvel's just not doing it for me at the minute. Yeah. I didn't even cross my mind to go and watch the Marvels. No. And I don't even have to pay to go in. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a way I do, but... Yeah. It's, it didn't even cross my mind to get a ticket. So, yeah. What What is going to happen? That is, that is interesting. I don't know, but they're still coming. Well, they are. And this is certainly not official because no one from Marvel has announced a statement. But there's got to be something to this because... Uh, Did you just seamlessly transition into another news story? Yeah, hundred percent. You're getting good at this podcast, aren't <laughs> I? Know. Because Variety uh, is reporting that th- the scoop in their their eyes that Pedro Pascal is close to signing on to play Reed Richards, oh, wow. aka Mr. Fantastic, in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. Oh, that's an interesting casting choice, if that's true. I mean. This guy's in every franchise. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, another movie that's had, interestingly, a change in director. So, originally, John Watts was going to direct Fantastic Four. He directed all of the Tom Holland Spider-Man yep. movies. Uh, he has been replaced by Matt Shankman, who directed WandaVision. Which the was show. a great, great show. And, yeah, I mean, th- like I say, there's got to be something to this because variety of... of Feeling yeah. confident enough. Variety not the sort of people that would report yeah, a rumour. Put this out there that he is he is close to signing on. Um so I don't want to sound mean here. Is it lazy casting? Like he's great, I love it. He, I don't same. get me wrong. Absolutely same. I think he's incredible at everything. But yeah. Is it? But there's other acts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like John John Krasinski did the cameo, didn't he? Yeah, he did. In the yeah. Doctor Strange movie. And I feel like it's his role. He just feels right for that role. Yeah. I don't want to sound really mean, but is Pedro Pascal not a bit old? Um, He feels old. He's not old. He's six years older than me. But I don't really know enough about the age of the character. No. Um, I don't think it really matters. You can just age them up or down, can't but you? You just cast the other characters around them. But it does feel... A, is it a bit trendy? He's in everything. I don't yeah. know how he's going to find time. To no, do I don't understand that either. Hmm. Okay. Another thing I always wondered about Pedro Pascal. Well, not about him, but because obviously he's the lead in the Mandalorian. Yeah. How much is he, is actually, he actually in, in it? it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. Like he's not there in that suit all the time for six months filming that show, is he? Is he ever there? Is he just doing voice the voice at this That's point? That's a great question. I'd love it to know. It's a great question. I'm sure everybody will tell you that, yes, it's him all the time. But is it? That's a good question. Logistically, I think that's one way he's, he's being clever. He's pulling a wall over our eyes. Yeah, he's not, he's actually, not in that He's not actually in anything, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Surely not. Maybe he doesn't sleep. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see if that one gets confirmed. I I I think though, even with all that Marvel drama, this for me has been the most interesting story of the week. I don't know if you've 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 been following this one at all. I have but, not. Uh, we've talked previously about an upcoming movie, Warner Brothers movie, uh, Coyote versus Acme. Okay. It's basically a. A kind of Who Framed Roger Rabbit style mix of live action and animation. Uh, it's Wiley e. Coyote's movie. Excellent. And him, him, you know, doing battle with the Acme Company, obviously where he gets all his Roadrunner gadgets and traps. Yeah. I think what we spoke about this before. Yeah. A long, long time. Yeah, ago. and for, we, I think we said at the time, that sounds like a great idea yeah. for a movie if you can nail it. And so we're going with this live action and animation blend. Uh, John Cena was cast in this movie. Okay. Uh, and then word came out this week that 
Warner Brothers was looking to shelve it. Right. But do a Batgirl with it and write it off oh, completely. Really? So it can't even go anywhere else? $72 million this movie's cost so far. Shit. Wow. Uh, yeah. Again, with this money. sort of tax write-off stuff. Yeah. That they, they used on Batgirl and there was a Scooby-Doo movie as well, wasn't there? I think they shelved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and that was going to be the story. As to as up to 36 hours ago, that was the news story. But that's kind of moved as we've got through the week. And uh, the website Puck has reported that now Warner Brothers are looking to shop the movie elsewhere. Okay. So they're not going to write it off. Uh, and they are open to, to selling it to Somebody will streaming pick that up, or a, or even if someone else wants to pick it up as a... It's, ma- it's made and finished. Is that what we're saying? I don't know if it's completely finished. Right, okay. Uh, but it's, it's it's near as damn it if it's not. Right. Um, James Gunn, interestingly, is an executive producer. And you'd think he had, would might have a bit of sway at Warner Brothers. You'd think Brothers, so. But wouldn't? even not. Even that's not, not helped it. Uh, yeah, the live-action animated film follows Wiley e. Coyote, who, after Acme products fail him one too many times in his dogged pursuit of the Roadrunner, decides to hire a billboard a billboard lawyer to sue the Acme Corporation. The case pits Wiley e. and his lawyer against the latter's intimidating former boss, played by John Cena. But a growing friendship between man and cartoon stokes their determination to win. That sounds that does sound really good. It's a great idea for a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, interestingly, a couple of the stories on this this week noted that it tested really well at, at screening. Oh, so it tested as well. Um, so, yeah. It must be nearly finished, if not completely yeah. finished. Yeah. So, it's a tested. bar of potential few reshoots. reshoots. Somebody um, will definitely pick that up. Uh, there is a new animation head at Warner Brothers. And, yeah, this is uh, apparently following, following some of the social media outcry. Uh, yeah. They are now. They are now planning to shop the movie. Hmm. Someone will have absolutely snap that up. Yeah, why would they not? Amazon will do it right now. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they probably already have. <laughs> I would not be surprised. We will uh, keep you informed if we hear any more. Next story. Uh, the next story is the news this week. A twenty-four of uh, putting a. Uh, putting some interesting movies together, as we know. Uh, And they have announced this week that they have signed up Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Interesting. uh, You know, behind The Wrestler, The Whale, Black Swan, Mother, uh, from Requiem for a Dream, if you really want to uh, crash (laughs) yourself. Um, He has signed up to direct a biopic of Elon Musk. Right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Why? Yeah. Uh, Who cares? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Variety say that this will be based on an unauthorized biography uh, that came out a couple of months ago by Walter Isaacson, uh, which was titled Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should call it the man behind the musk. They really should. <laughs> yeah. The man in the iron musk. <laughs> They definitely should. <laughs> uh, Isaacson similarly did a Steve Jobs biography years ago, and that was uh, the basis of Danny Boyle's Steve Jobs movie. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this is... writes books about rich people. This is happening. And A24 are making it. Mm. Yeah. And then I shall watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who's going to get the role of Musk? Oh, who do you cast as Musk? I don't know. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, why not? Uh, done. All done. Right. done. He's oh, we'd be so Musk. efficient in Hollywood. <laughs> we would. Casting is so easy. It's yeah. like, boom, done. <laughs> Actually, that should be really fucking good at it as well. <laughs> okay, and then before we do get onto some Netflix news, I, I, I don't actually, I might change my mind. This might be my favourite story of the week. Okay. Uh, and that is news that... I mean, I always thought, like, when you were putting on a musical, yeah. especially if it was being created from scratch, that's like a years-long process. Yeah, surely. You you know, it's not easy to write a play 
And then you've got to write songs. Yeah. And do all the choreography. And get an orchestra. Yeah. yeah. And book a theatre and find your... Yeah, these theatres must be booked up years and years. Yeah, stuff. years and years to put a musical on. Yeah. So I was really surprised to find out this week that um, it won't be long before a musical based on the Gwyneth Paltrow skiing trial <laughs> will be opening in London. <laughs> what? How about them apples? Wow. <laughs> Uh, it's called Gwyneth Goes Skiing. Well, of course it is. Why not? Why would it not be? Um, and it's, it's being put on by Awkward Productions at the Pleasance Theatre next month. Next month? Uh, features original songs written by uh, the US singer-songwriter Leyland, who has worked previously with musicians including Selena Gomez. Uh, yeah, now I don't know if anyone remembers this. This was the guy who took Gwyneth Paltrow to court earlier this year about a collision that they had yeah, four or well, five years ago on yeah, the ski, ski slope. slope. Uh, and she won, yeah, basically. She, she outlawed him. She completely outlawed him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The music... <laughs> I think a court really musical is not a bad idea. No? Why not? I'm like, how far, how easily can you just do this when everyone involved is just still sitting at home like <laughs> how far can you just put like unauthorized across the post yeah and have someone mincing around as gwyneth paltrow <laughs> it's a really strange one that isn't it because yeah. there was a much bigger courtroom drama from a couple of months ago that could have been done you could have done no this was this, the biggest <laughs> this was the weirdest <laughs> like, no one was no one was to see deaf and heard the musical uh, I'm sure somebody's writing it. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah, it feels niche, doesn't it? It does. Like, who's watching that? <laughs> who's going to the West End again? All these shows on the West End are amazing. I'm going to go and watch this I've seen one. them all. I'm going to go and watch Gwyneth Ghost Skiing or whatever it was called. Weird story. I wonder how much the tickets are. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be intrigued. <laughs> Okay, some Netflix news. So, uh, given we've only got sort of six weeks left in the calendar year, yeah, uh, I think uh, with with the you know in accepting the unlikely event that something comes out of nowhere, ironically, to to <laughs> beat it, uh, Netflix is pretty sure that uh, the Spanish movie Nowhere, yep, will be will finish this year as its most viewed non-English title of 2023 wow. uh, as it currently has 77.9 million views I am one of those millions okay I did enjoy that film I really like the fact that a Spanish movie is going to take that because I really feel like we've learned the one thing we've learned on this show since we've been doing it is that Spanish cinema is actually really good yeah <laughs> the Spanish movies are usually good so it's nice that everybody else is realizing this too uh, it has also ranked uh, as Netflix's second most watched non-English language movie of all time. Wow. Uh, behind only Troll. Oh, Troll. I've also seen Troll. Yeah. Uh, was that last year or the year before? I can't remember. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was one of those two things. Uh, that was 141 million hours. That, that film did very well. It did. It really did. <laughs> and uh, Netflix are also sort of pushing the fact that Nowhere is on its seventh week of release and is still at uh, one uh, over one and a half million views this week. Wow. So they are seeing it as something with a bit of staying power as well. Yeah. It's a great movie. If you've not seen Nowhere... I haven't seen it. I it want out. to watch it's, it. It's a really good movie. I, you talked about it a few weeks ago. I did, yeah. And said, said how much you enjoyed it. It's crazy, though, when you think of some of them non-English language movies that are on Netflix. Yeah. The, those two are the top two. Although they're both great. So why would they not be? They got the push. They did. I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about some good old cancellations on Netflix. You can't sack people while they're on strike. <laughs> I suppose not. So as soon as everybody's come back off strike, <laughs> they've all been sacked. And... Finding a email this week in their inbox have been the people involved and creating the following because 
five shows have been axed by Netflix yep. this week. I suppose the biggest of which is Shadow and Bone. Definitely the biggest of which. Two seasons in, yep. another one of these fantasy capes and yeah, I've already, I've already seen horses stuff. two fan petitions going around, really? I think. Yeah. Well, get yourselves together. You only yeah. need one. <laughs> you know, we just cancel each other out. Yeah. Uh, that has been axed. Apparently so, the second season was not good, though. Okay. So I think that might be why. Uh, so has Glamorous, which... Is that the Kim Cattrall It one? was Kim Cattrall. It was kind of a... That's only not come out that long ago. No, it? no. A couple of weeks? Uh, I think it was it had a kind of Devil Wears Prada vibe. Yeah, yeah. It, I, think. I remember talking about it on here yeah. just before it came out. Uh, and then three animated shows will not be returning. Agent Elvis. Yes. Uh, which I think we both watched. We did. I enjoyed it. I did. I thought it was alright. I don't know if the joke... I don't know if I need a second season. I don't know though. if I was expecting one. No. If I'm honest, I was... Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's There's that's gone. Uh, as has Captain Fall. I also watched that. Yes. And I'm a little saying. bit disappointed that that's not coming back. Because I actually really enjoyed Captain Fall. Netflix have these, like... It's <laughs> paint-by-numbers animated adult shows. that like, We've talked about them before. Well, and, and we'll see shortly that there is no shortage of... More coming. More of them on their way. That's what so. I mean. Unless one really hits, they can just get rid of them and do another yeah. one. Uh, and the, the final show cancelled uh, is Farzar. That's also animated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Uh, the report from Deadline says that the overall... This sounds very Netflix corporate to me. <laughs> the overall impact of their latest seasons did not reach expectation. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it will be because of the strikes as well. I mean, when you've got smaller shows like that, you can just get rid because it's not yeah. worth the hassle of rescheduling everything. Well, that's it. Even if, you know, th- there might be that aspect to it that there may have been plans in place, but they, I mean, Glow's the most famous example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was axed because we couldn't get everyone back together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And there'll be, there'll be some of that as well, I'll bet different contracts have expired and that sort of thing it is a shame but we'll just move on to better things <laughs> uh well talking of which interesting you say that i did want to over over the last week um netflix has had their latest version of geeked week they have indeed which instead of sort of doing a couple of days of longer presentations they've yep. split into basically the last five or six days uh, an hour sometimes a couple of hours of uh various trailers d-list celebrities sitting in <laughs> armchairs and showing trailers and things like that but my word there's a lot to get through here so okay let's do it let's uh you can go and find this stuff uh on combination of youtube netflix's websites Tudum, all those usual places um we saw uh okay we will start with the umbrella academy yep. geek week displayed uh, a featurette art an art reveal uh of the fourth and final season of the umbrella academy okay so we're done with the umbrella academy yeah uh returns for one last adventure in 2024 cool uh, the first trailer for the live action version of Avatar: The Last Airbender. I saw this. I saw this trailer, it's and it's cool, very good. It? Yeah, I, I've never yeah, watched the cool. show. I don't know really Same. much about it. Don't know anything uh, about it. But yeah, you go the, and find the trailer. It looks cool. The trailer I watched had a guy reacting over it, and he seemed to be a very big fan of the original. Was properties. he getting like all emotions? He, he was very excited. So I think the fans have enjoyed it. Well, that one definitely did. And I think one of the biggest surprises about that is the premiere date of Avatar The Last Airbender is not very far away. It's not. It is February the 22nd, 2024. That's three months. That is going to do literally three months, sorry. huge numbers. Yeah, it is. I am sure. Yeah. Uh, we also saw uh, the first footage of Squid Game The Challenge. We did. Uh, that debuts next week. It does. November the 22nd. It's literally Wednesday. It is. It is. Um, plenty of animation, which we'll keep bouncing around to, but a trailer for Ultraman Rising, okay. uh, an animated adaptation of Ultraman, which arrives 
next year on Netflix. You can go and watch a trailer for Jurassic World Chaos Theory, which is an animated uh, sequel to Camp Cretaceous, okay. uh, following the same characters uh, years later. That unleashes later in 2024. The first trailer for The Three-Body Problem. Oh, yeah, I remember us talking about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's the first show from the guys behind Game of Thrones. Yes. Under their Netflix contract. Yeah. Uh, it's a science fiction adaptation centering on a group of people facing down the greatest threat to humanity ever encountered. Ooh. The Three-Body Problem arrives on Netflix on the 21st of March. 2024. Again, not that long away. Uh, first trailer for the new season of Masters of the Universe Revolution, uh, which uh, comes back later in 2024. Uh, no date yet. Uh, Leave the World Behind, which we've talked about before, is the uh, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, um, Mahashala Ali. Um, we think this is quite awardsy yeah yeah, yeah i remember talking about this one uh, december the 8th that arrives oh wow that's really soon uh, a live action series based on a popular manga from the 90s yu yu hashuko okay uh finds a recently deceased man taking on a new job as a spirit detective uh, that arrives on netflix on december the 14th a Witcher animated movie. Right. The Witcher, Sirens of the Deep, uh, in which Geralt will be voiced by Doug Cockle. Oh, what a cool name. Who was uh, the voice of the same character in The Witcher 3 video. Right, game. okay, so they brought back the original voice actors. Uh, that movie arrives late 2024. Uh, first footage of... Uh, the Arches, which is kind of like a Riverdale universe thing. Okay. Sixties set. So uh, the Riverdale was set based on the Arches, yes. wasn't it? And now they've gone full circle Correct. and gone all the way back. Okay. Uh, the Arches arrives on Netflix on the 7th of December. Uh, also an announcement that uh, Dead Boy Detectives is Netflix's latest adaptation of a Neil Gaiman uh, work right. it's in the sandman universe this show got you uh, you can have a teaser trailer for that you can go and find it that arrives according to netflix in the near future oh um the uh synopsis for that is that well two british schoolboys discover they are dead but decide to solve mysteries instead of moving on to whatever comes next yeah you might as well do something in the afterlife yeah sure uh devil may cry season one animated show uh, we already know about that from the animated showcase a few yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one seems to be news to everyone, and that is Terminator, the anime series. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew this was coming. Uh, will arrive at some point next year. There's a very short teaser trailer available for that. Uh, other stuff, more footage from Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which arrives tomorrow as we speak. Yeah, Can't wait be, to check that out. That'll be out now by the time you... Uh listen to this uh, a season one blooper reel from one piece okay uh, a teaser trailer for exploding kittens the tv show <laughs> wow uh, which is a card game it I is believe. a card game they yeah. seem to get everywhere tom ellis plays the lead voice okay uh, in that uh, ironically he plays god considering what he was famous <laughs> for chiefly on netflix which is lucifer there's a Exploding Kittens Netflix game as well. Yes. On the gaming store. Yeah. Uh, Orion and the Dark is a animated movie which sees an adolescent boy voiced by Jacob Tremblay facing his fears in ways only uh, DreamWorks animation can deliver. Mm -hmm. uh, what will it mean when he starts to befriend the literal embodiment of the dark played by Paul Walter Hauser? Oh, what a great cast that is with those two in. Uh, scripted by Charlie Kaufman. Oh, wow. And it debuts on Netflix on February the 2nd. That feels like that's going to do good numbers. Yeah. Um, loads and loads of other anima loads anime of stuff. stuff. I'm not in even halfway of, down this page. In yet. terms of announcements, there's behind the scenes making of uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Um, that seems to have gone down really well since it came out. Yeah, it people does. People are uh, raving about that. 
the Brothers' Son is a Michelle Yeoh starring uh, show. She stars as the matriarch of a Los Angeles family who are unaware she is a highly capable assassin. But when her older son comes to town after his father is murdered, her younger child gets a crash course in what it means to be part of this particular family. That 100% ar- watching that. That arrives on January the 4th. Excellent. Uh, Obliterated is from the creators of Cobra Kai. It's a new action series centering on an elite team tasked to stop a terrorist attack on Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, I think I've said it before, but why are the creators of Cobra Kai not making Cobra Kai? (laughs) That arrives on November the 30th. Uh, 2024 will also see the release of Code 8 Part 2. Okay, what's that? Uh, it is a sequel to Code 8, which I don't think I've seen, which was a Stephen and Robbie Amell movie oh okay um they protect captain's gallery member yeah give him his proper name protect a teen from a corrupt cop in a world where superheroes are heavily regulated uh we've got a teaser trailer for damsel which is going to be one of the biggest netflix movies of next year i've seen this i've seen that that is old strange things versus a dragon (laughs) (laughs) Millie bobby brown yes and after Obviously, the teaser trailer that we saw a couple of months ago. Yep. The first full trailer uh, for Rebel Moon Part 1. We have a full trailer. Arrived. Uh, which is it's, it's no more a trailer than the teaser trailer yeah, was. <laughs> in fact, I think it's shorter than the <laughs> teaser, tra- teaser trailer was. Uh, and, and that's just... That's just some of it. I'm still of it. halfway down the page. There's, there's loads of game stuff as well. Uh, so teasers for a Shadow and Bone game, ironically. <laughs> well, you've got to continue the story somehow. Chicken Run, Extraction. Great name. Uh, like that just should be a merging of two Netflix yeah. uh, Netflix franchises. Uh, Money Heist, the game. Uh, tons more. Loads, tons loads, more. loads of games. More content than you can shake a stick at. If you like animation, if you like animated content, there's loads coming. Yeah. Up. Excellent. Well done, Nick. That was really good. No problem. Impressed. Is that your full on news stories this week? That's all the news. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've been very busy. Okay. So I haven't watched too much, but I did, for the purposes of this show, go out of my way last night to spend some time watching Netflix's first ever live sporting event. Yes, they did that. I didn't watch it live. No, I didn't either. I haven't Uh, seen it. Not live either. Uh, and that is the Netflix Cup. How did the first ever live sporting event on Netflix go? I mean, it was a bit of a mess. Was I'm it? not going to lie Good. to you. Good. I'm, I'm really glad. It was, it was extremely chaotic. Cool. Uh, so essentially, if you remember, this is a golf tournament. Yes. Where uh, four golfers were accompanied by uh, four Formula One drivers yep. to play golf in Las Vegas. Because that's where the Grand Prix is this, this weekend. weekend. And it was very chaotic. It was... Uh, but Bert Crusher and Marshawn Lynch were the, like the roving reporters on the golf course. <laughs> Why not? Of course. Uh, and they had some golf analysts in the studio. And basically, so there was four teams of two. Yeah. With a driver and a and a golfer. Uh, they played eight holes. Yeah. Eight. And, yeah. Okay. And then the the two winning teams faced off on a final hole okay. to crown the winner. And How long did this all go on for? It feels like it's... About two and a half hours. Fucking hell. I, I did skip through quite a lot of this. <laughs> so the first hole, just yeah. to give you an idea. So, well, first of all, as the as the teams walked through the uh, starting gate, yeah. uh, the the tee was invaded by a load of Peter protesters. Oh, no way. <laughs> so Bert Crusher literally manhandled one and pulled them off screen. Wow. Um, and then... The first hole, because they need, they were like, right, we're going to do a tiebreaker. So if they get to the end of the eight holes and yeah. they're tied, we're going to do the tiebreaker first. So we know okay. which team's going to, you know, have that advantage. Yeah. So to do this, for the first hole, they set up, they set up like a starting line. Yeah. And it had like Formula One lights at the top. <laughs> and they had to wait till they went from red to green to take their tee shots. And for the first hole, it was whoever, whichever team got the ball in the hole the fastest. Oh, wow. Speed golf. Yeah, speed golf. <laughs> so they had to tee off when the lights went to green. Yeah. And then just into the fairway, they painted a track. Oh and they had God. to get into the golf buggies and race to the green. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And, 
And then by the time they got to the green, they were all trying to work out which ball was theirs. <laughs> one guy, one of the golfers potted, put, potted it. He potted, potted it, it, but it bounced off the flag and out. So he just kind of stopped. And right. then, another golfer potted it in and they were like the tiebreak winners. And then it was, it was so bizarre though, because they're on this, this, well, Las Vegas is weird anyway, isn't yes. it? But like this oasis of green in the middle of the desert. And then you can see parts of the track of the Formula One track running around the outside and they've got all these temporary grandstands and stuff. And then just in the background of all shots at all time was this new sphere. Yes. I think that's just in the background of Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so at times it was just a massive golf ball. Yeah. At times it had the scores on. All right. And then one of the holes was a squid game hole. Right. So they had, they put the red light, green light doll by the tee box. Oh my God. This is, I'm going to watch this. It sounds incredible. (laughs) And, and the point of that hole was like, you could only take your tee shot when the doll wasn't looking at you. Because okay. if you took your shot while she was looking at you, then... Um, you get shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, you got shot in the face. No, you had to do it again. So, wow. But at no point did she look, look at them because they all timed... It was quite easy to time it to take <laughs> oh, yeah. your shot. But the weirdest thing was... Oh, that's not even the weirdest thing. No, Patrick Mahomes called in at one point. Of course, yeah, why not? Because he's on another Netflix show. Yeah. And they peppered it with like sneak peeks of Drive to Survive. Yeah. And... Full swing. Um, Makes sense. And, and yes, bit, they did a bit of footage of the Squid Game Challenge. Uh, and the strangest part was, obviously, I didn't watch it live because it was the early hours of the morning over here. Yeah. But I didn't realize how late they were playing this in Las Vegas. So it was kind of early evening. And by the time the second match was coming to a conclusion, it was, it was pretty much dark. And even, oh, really? even the golfers were like, it's quite dark now. And this is obviously planned because, yeah. you know, they know how long this is going to take roughly. And for their last couple of holes and then for the final hole when, when they were deciding the winner, it was pitch black. So they just, no way. they had lights on the tee box and then over the as much of the green as they could. But they were essentially playing golf in the, the dark. dark. And it's like, it's not a, it's not a nighttime sport. No, it's not. And, and it's hard whole, enough to find your ball in the, the day. The whole thing was so manic. It's because it's got this just, you know, a couple of peppy Netflix presenters yeah. trying to this is what I love about Netflix. the whole thing. Netflix one of the biggest company in the world, but everything they do is chaotic. Yeah. It's just like, it's absolutely it's chaotic. so amateurish, isn't it? And I, I t- uh, the, the winning team wins. And obviously the most famous golf competition is the Masters. You get a green jacket. Yeah. So the winning team steps up onto the podium and they are presented with a checkered flag jacket. <laughs> Amazing. And who presents them? None other than Ted Sarandos himself. No way. Yeah. Live Ted Sarandos in yeah. the wild. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then the winning uh, the winning duo promptly dropped the Netflix cup, cup and it smashed into a million pieces no way. on the floor. They did not. They did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all wow. in all, I An think it went... chaotic mess. <laughs> it went both very well and absolutely terribly at the same time. I was wondering why Netflix are not like really pushing this. <laughs> And now I feel like I have my answer. I couldn't, I would, genuinely, I wouldn't say don't check it out, but I'd say just tune in for 10 minutes and then skip through it. Because it's just odd. It's manic. <laughs> manic. Amazing. That's awesome. Because that's what I did. I, I just skimmed through it. Yeah. I might do that. I might actually do that. I've no interest in golf or Formula <laughs> One, but I just I love the chaos that is Netflix yeah. sometimes. Wow. Oh, one of the one of the Formula One drivers was taking a shot at one point, and he was on a bit of a hill because he was in the rough. He just fell over on his ass, and the commentator was like, "I don't think he's wearing golf shoes." Right? And he wasn't. He was wearing like some skate trainers or something. I was Amazing. like, "Okay, now this sounds like an insurance nightmare." <laughs> yeah, imagine if he his... broke his leg or yeah. something. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was manic. I feel like this race this weekend is going to be manic. Obviously, it'll be over by the time this comes out. Yeah, I don't know much about F1, but from what I've heard, is it's going to be a bit mental, this race. Right. Apparently, it's going to be too cold. They don't usually race in the cold. It's at... So, I was listening to it's another podcast, totally unrelated to, to movies and stuff like that. They, they were... One of the guys presenting it was an F1 fan, and he was moaning because he's on the East Coast in the States. Yeah. Was it? They might actually have been in Canada. 
and he was saying that so I didn't realise this so they make it a night race so yes. it looks more spectacular but it obviously is in Las Vegas yeah. so on the east coast of America this race starts at 1am yeah it starts at half 11 in Vegas yeah so it's, yeah it's crazy that's why it's going to be really cold and they don't usually race in the cold. But I guess that works for over issue. here because over yeah, here like that means it's morning, six in the morning, doesn't yeah. it? Which is, manageable. for Europe, it's a manageable, manageable Yeah. Oh, what a waste of money. What? <sighs> no, just generally, what a waste of money Formula One is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It What's really it giving the world? Nothing. It's literally ruined Las Vegas for the last three months. Yeah. yeah I followed quite a few guys on What's Instagram about carbon it. carbon footprint of F1. <laughs> It's phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. So what's the point? So all these people that have had their, their room windows blacked out yeah. can't even go to bed because there's going to be cars racing <laughs> around the street <laughs> till three in the morning. Because if it starts at half 11, how long is the F- Formula One race? Two hours? hours? Yeah. It's two in the morning, there's going to be these cars driving around. Can't even watch it out your window. It'd take you ages to cross the road, wouldn't it? <laughs> it does in Vegas anyway. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, that's it. Like, <laughs> I feel like after that, I just need to lie down. I haven't watched an awful lot this week either, but I'd forgotten something that I watched last week. I watched the first season of Hullraisers. Okay, what's that? It's a sitcom on Channel 4. Okay. It's written and created by Lucy Beaumont. Oh, right. She's in Taskmaster currently. She's yeah. a comedian. She's not in it. She's just written it. It's about these women in Hull. And it's very, very funny. Oh, I've cool. very much enjoyed it. Okay. And I've only just found out that there's a second season because I finished the first season thinking, no, oh, that's only oh. just come out. But it's the second season that's only just okay. come out. So I can now go and watch the second season. But yeah, it's really good. I'd recommend it. It's on Channel 4. It's all available on the nice. 4 player. It's a very funny sitcom. And I've started watching Upload Season 3. All right, yeah. This is the, to mention Robbie Amell again, it's Robbie Amell's post-death VR show, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> He played, he's, he's, although he's back to life now, but it's not as good as it was in season one. It's lost its way completely. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get through it. Okay. If I'm honest. I'm three episodes deep, but I've only watched it because I'm not watching anything else. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's got like, you know when lucky got like, with the schedule. Yeah, you know when you've got a like 40 minute spare and you're like, I'll stick something on, I've only got that. So if something else comes along, it would very much push it out. But I can't even remember if I finished the second season. Oh, but you've not found that. But the first block. season's great. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the first season. Uh, but no, I haven't found that a stumbling block at all. Uh, but that's it. That's all I've really watched. I think I, I haven't seen. I haven't watched any films. That's fine. Just had a busy time. <laughs> Just had a busy life at the minute. I don't know what's going on. Coming up to Christmas. Cool. Cool. Right. Where are we? Oh, we might as well just do real talk and get out of it, shall we? Yeah, sure. What was this week's Real Talk question, Nick? Real Talk is a question we ask our wonderful listeners every week in the Discord, and they answer them. Uh, It was simply, what is the movie that people don't talk about enough? Yeah. Let's give those things (laughs) some airtime. Yeah, the the unsung gem. So this this is, we're thinking big movies that are great, yeah, but not people, necessarily talking been, a hidden gem. No, just sort of been forgotten by the sands of yeah. time and left to uh, stagnate, maybe. Movies that were great when they came out, but people don't talk about them anymore. What, did we get any responses? We did. Uh, Ross Cook was first to respond. He says, I am going to go with Margin Call. Uh, a big cast including Paul Bettany, Stanley Tucci, Zachary Quinto and Jeremy Irons. An excellent movie that I've never met another person who has seen it when I've brought it up. This is a great answer because I f- I've never heard of it. I feel <laughs> like it got overshadowed at the time by similar movies like The Big Short. Uh, one problem is Kevin Spacey's in it, so selling it was probably uh, a lot issue. harder. I have also never heard of this no, movie. No, I haven't. Um... Yeah, it's on. Well, it's on Amazon Prime, so wow. maybe we should go and check it out. Uh, Sam in the Discord says, "Hell or high water." Chris Pine and Ben Foster play bank robbing brothers hunted down by Tommy Lee Jones. It's familiar, but I don't know if I've seen it or not. Uh, Honorable mention: Sam says for the gift and it comes at night, both starring starring Joel Edgerton. Okay. I've never heard of It Comes at Night. I've seen The Gift. Uh, Chris 
from the Time Shifts podcast says, what about The Vast of Night from 2019? Uh, I have not checked that out either. Also available on Amazon Prime. I'm not 100% sure I've heard of any movie that Chris has ever mentioned. <laughs> That's kind of his thing. Yeah, it is. It's his Go check out Time Shifters. Yeah, 100%. It's a great show. Uh, Smileyson in the Discord. Says for me, it's Requiem for a Dream. Well, How's that come up twice. We've mentioned it already <laughs> once this episode, so I think that disqualifies that straight away. Uh, it's intense, and maybe that's why. But people still talk about train spotting, but not this one. It seems to have dropped off people's radar, even though at the time it was nominated for many awards. Yeah, good answer. I have seen Requiem for a Dream, but only when it came out. Yeah. Uh, he does know also that it's got Marlon Wayans in it. So Has it really? <laughs> wow, then I am not watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought of a couple. Go on. I think my honourable mention is Super, which is James Gunn's Rain were... Wilson starring superhero movie. I thought you were talking about the one Page. we did on the show that time. Oh, the Val Kilmer. The Val Kilmer one. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Nobody talks about that because it's fucking garbage. What's this one? I don't know if I know of this one. <laughs> it's R- Rain Wilson is like he's a backyard superhero, and Ellen Page is in it as well. You've never heard of it? No, I don't think I have. It's brilliant. Okay, just watch it. I will have a look. Uh, but I think my my actual choice is I, I feel like I'm just railing on this guy because last week <laughs> I had to go at the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You did indeed. It didn't go down very well. With well a lot I of people. guess I'm not railing at him because this is my favourite Peter Jackson movie and it's The Frighteners. Good so movie. Mike, Michael J. Right. Fox. And no one talks no about one this talks movie. About I it think at it's all. brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's a great movie. I think when people think of Peter Jackson now, they just think of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They forget all the other stuff that he's done. That's a good answer. I'm taking that. It's a good answer. I remember, I, I like I, for some reason, because uh, I would have only been. I think about 15, 16 when it came out. I, I saw it at the cinema and I loved it then. Uh, I, I still like it now, but I've not seen it for a while. Excellent. I might go check it Good out. Um, I've got a couple, I think. I think the one, the first when we first came up with this question, the one that jumped out at me was The Shape of Water. Okay. Because I remember seeing that when it first came out and thinking that movie's going to do so well. Yeah. And it did do really well. It won four Oscars. But I feel like since that Oscar ceremony, I don't think many people have talked about it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's... It's like it won Best Movie show. that year against all odds because that isn't the sort of movie that wins Best Oscar. Yeah. But I don't feel like people talk about it anymore and I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's a really good movie. But I think my official answer is Beautiful Boy. Okay. Which is Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, never seen it. Have you not? No. Oh, there you go. I've, I've, I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it came out in 2018. I think it's the kind of... It's one of two movies that put Timothy Chalamet on the map uh, because he's fucking wonderful in it. He, won a, he was nominated for a BAFTA for it. And I think it's the best role that Steve Carell... Serious role that Steve Carell's ever done. I don't know if he's done many serious roles. Right. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. About, it's about a kid yeah, who I'm gets... Yeah, I'm aware of it. It's about a kid who gets addicted to drugs. And it's based on... It's a mo- one movie based on two books. Yeah. So the son wrote a book and the dad wrote a book as well, like telling the same story from their different perspectives and they merged it into one movie. And it's incredible. I love that movie so much. But nobody ever talks about it. Okay. And I feel like it's what... That and Call Me By, My, Call Me By Your Name is what put Chalamet on the map, I think. Yeah. Those two movies. That's a good shout. Yeah. I, I might check it out. You should check it out. It's, it's beautiful. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I've got... Shape of Water's on Disney Plus, I checked earlier. Just going... Away from that slightly, yeah. But it's on the on the uh, Chamelay point of view. Yes, I think I might have uncovered a conspiracy theory. Oh, so you know the Wonka film is coming out. It is in the run up to Christmas. It is, yeah. I think that I found how they will inflate their numbers. Oh, okay. Now I don't. <laughs> don't You're know. Push tones. I don't know if this is like a. Uh, a, a movie studio conspiracy. Right. We had an email from my children's school this week. Yeah. And <laughs> they have said that they are taking the whole school to the cinema. Wow. In the week before Christmas. And they are taking all the little ones to see Wish, which is a Disney yeah. movie that's coming out. Yeah. And all the older ones, like see the Wonka. second half of the school, are going to see Wonka. I want to know. 
how many schools are doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and who's footing the bill? Well, I've got we've got to pay like Oh you've got to, you've yeah, got to buy the cinema ticket. Well no, it's not a full price. Right. We have to make a contribution, contribution. shall we say. How much of that's going in the <laughs> movie studios back pocket? That is interesting. And are they going to claim box office off of this? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I hope that movie does really well. That's that's my two pen of it. Yeah. Anyway. The schools still, still teach Roldale. Yeah. Roldale, Roldale every... So it's right at the start of to, uh, after summer holidays, usually. It's my mum's birthday, Roldale Day. Okay. Because he shared the same birthday as well. I think oh. they do it September the 13th. Sound about it's, right? it's definitely September, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, I can't wait for that movie. Okay. And I know there's been a lot of negativity about it I mean, in our Discord. You c- if you want, you can go as a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as okay, like a chaperone. <laughs> no, I'll probably just go on my own. I'm not going for a load of kids. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you, you would, yeah, there will be like a hundred kids in there as well. Yeah, no, not a plan. <laughs> Surely that's a private screening <laughs> they're doing for them. You can hire the local cinema yeah, out. So yeah. maybe the school's done that. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. It comes out, I think it's December the 15th yeah. that comes out. Cool. Wish nothing for good things for Timothy Chalamet. He's brilliant. I think we've done a wave. Sure. We're an hour in. Oh, well, I really enjoyed that. I did as well. What are we doing on the movie show this week? Uh, come back here to this very stream feed. I don't know why I said stream. We've got streams on the brain. Same thing. Uh, This very feed on Thursday. And we will be talking about a British comedy movie, Convenience. We will indeed. We're coming to the end of the season. Yeah, we've got, what, two more after this week? Yeah, so last last few chances for something to come in and nab the top top spot spot in the stream table. Will Convenience do that? You will find out if you come back here on Thursday. So do that. Yeah. Cool. Right, let's go. Cheers. Bye.